Just Fantasy Baseball, we're back. Your host, Colby Olson, as always with Clay Snowden. What's going on, man? Not much. Just watched the Reds lose a heartbreaker, 7-6. to six. The Atlanta Braves, still a fun series that game Friday night. Electric, sold out GABP. Had a cycle from Ellie De La Cruz. I mean, just a top-notch game. The Reds right now should be considered one of the best teams in baseball right now. I would not want to face the Reds at all. I wouldn't say that. Not uh, going forward, but like in terms of right now with how hot Yeah, I been. mean they played they've won 12 of 14 or whatever. So. And they just score runs. Yeah. Like there's no tomorrow. Yes, pitching is tough in Great American Ballpark. Their pitching isn't that great to begin with. But this lineup is just going off. Yeah. We we will actually get to one of their players today who's on my list. I mean, should we just jump in and talk about the Reds? Because I, I have a few guys I want to talk about in the Reds as well. So I'll let I'm you go start. first. Who, who do you want to talk? TJ Friedel. Okay. TJ Friedel has been incredible since, I mean, you can go all the way back to, he was sent down to the minors last year after struggling. Since he came back from that stint, he's been awesome. This year, 311, 380, 468. Is a slash four home runs, 12 stolen bases. And I believe these stats have not been updated since today, where he went over two with two walks and a stolen base run scored. He's an 848 OPS. Colby, he's batting leadoff against righties, too. Like, he makes no sense. He makes it makes no sense. That, it makes no sense that DJ Fradel is hitting 314, has a 125 WRC plus, because you look at and, uh, you know, oh, the stats, the, the expected stats. Dude, he has a 25% hard hit rate and a 2% yeah. barrel rate. It doesn't make any sense why the way he's doing it. And I would say he's probably getting lucky, but he outperformed his expected metrics last year by a pretty wide margin. I would expect him to regress here somewhat, but pretty amazing. He's one of those players. He controls the zone well. He hits a lot of singles. But in, fan- in fantasy baseball, that's fine. He's stealing some bases. And he has enough pop, even though it may not look like it. Like, in Great American, he'll be able to hit some home runs. He's not a complete zero. Like I said, he has four this year, spent some time on the injured list. So, he's a guy who could get 15 home runs if all broke his way. But Yeah, if um, all, if, I would say 10. Yeah, he's probably cl- closer to 10. But he's batting leadoff in a lineup that's on fire. He's going to score runs. Uh, he runs the base as well. Like, I like the player, especially in a deep league. I think he's owned in less than... 8% of leagues and on ESPN. So a guy that a deep league, a leadoff hitter with an 848 OPS to date. And this is why I haven't brought him up yet much that this year. I may have talked about him once. It's because I was kind of waiting to see how it will play out long-term. And I think he has enough sample size to say like, this is just one of those guys who beats the metrics a lot because he doesn't hit the ball hard, but he hits it over shortstop over second base head. He, he just finds the gaps to hit singles, which, it's perfectly fine in fa- in fantasy baseball. 
It definitely is. It definitely is. And, and you're right about him hitting in the top of the order. The other guy I want to talk about, Clay, is Joey Votto, who just returned, has played five games, has three home runs in those five games. And the reason I want to talk about Votto is a couple of reasons. One, he's coming off of a 2021 where he hit 36 home runs. Then last year was disastrous, as we know. He was probably battling some injuries. The power went away. But it looks like if Joey Votto is healthy, still at age 39, he could get it done here. Um, So I think it's a guy to put on your watch list at the very least. But he looks to be back. What what have you gathered? Yeah, so he has three home runs, some bombs too, like some absolute bombs. Um, He looked so bad in his rehab assignment. The first stint, they shut him down. He came back. You know, surgery's tough on someone, especially that age. And he played against a lefty which I was waiting to see, like, are they going to platoon him? Cause he's not good against lefties, but he's getting that playing time. Um, today he started against a righty was pinch hit for, for Jonathan India came in when a lefty came out of the bullpen. Um, so I don't know, like they obviously know the platoon splits. So maybe he won't play against lefties as much. You got to give him some days off, but definitely a, a play in deep leagues and even creeping up in 12, even consider him watch list than 10. Yeah, I say watch list him. Give him a little more sample here. But yeah, I mean, he hit some nukes. But the other reason I wanted to bring Joey Gallo, I mean, Joey Gallo, Joey Votto up, excuse me, um, is to talk about Christian Encarnacion Strand, who has 17 home runs in 53 games this year. And Votto is seemingly blocking him, or now they're moving him to play a little outfield. Like, what is the situation with, with Strand? Yeah, CES. Um... He's one of those guys everyone's been saying, call him up, call him up, call him up for what seems like two, three months now, um, pretty much the entire year. He's hitting so well in AAA. There's just not really a spot right now for him. I think it's going to take an injury, which sucks, but that's just life right now. I don't think that they're going to bring him up um, before the deadline. It's crazy. Now, that is crazy to me. And I'm not saying they're wrong for it, but it is crazy to me that they are not calling up a guy that has 17 home runs in 53 games, is striking out 23% of the time, walking 10%. Like, he should be in the big leagues. I agree. And we'll see what the deadline looks like because there's going to be some roster moves from them, and maybe they can find him a spot. I don't think he's an outfielder. He plays third and, and first. I think he's more of a first DH. So that's what Votto is. It's just tough right now with the way that the roster is constructed. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's move on. Clay, you want to pick a guy? This guy who I'm about to talk about is not owned in very many leagues. He's hitting 272, 387, 507, eight home runs, 144 WRC plus. Jock Peterson. What do you think of Jock Peterson, man? Not owned in many leagues. Um, The thing about him, so he's crushing fastballs, right? And, of course, you can't hit off-speed or breaking balls. But this Giants lineup looking much better. So the run production there could increase as well. Outfield's a spot that even in 10-man leagues is tough to find at, at times. Um, Jock, Jock Peterson just makes sense to me. He's one of those players who can get on a hot streak, too, at any moment. And I think that eight-home run total is a little bit low for him. Well, I, I could see him at adding some. He was out for a month. That's what yeah. I'm realizing. That The reason we haven't talked about him is because he's been hurt, but he came back um, June 6th. And since June 6th, 327 average, three home runs, 17 runs in that span. That's just insane. Like, 
he gets kind of the same treatment that Lamont Wade Jr. gets, who has a 147 WRC plus is hitting 283 with nine home runs. Like both of these guys are owned less than what 50%. Oh, Jock's owned in like I I, I don't want to misquote it, so I'll look it up real quick. I want to say it's closer to like 10% or something in ESPN. I'll look man. it up real, real I know quick. Lamont Wade Jr. is is right around like 45% um you- on Yahoo. But do you, still, that's do you think play like it seems like a lot of Giants players, whenever I look at them, they're playing well and they're just not owned in many leagues, and I can't figure it out. So Jock is owned in 8.8% of leagues okay. on ESPN. So yeah, Lamont Wade Jr. owned in 40% of Yahoo. Jock is owned in 32% of Yahoo leagues, which to me seems very low still as well. Agreed. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really damn good one, Clay, because, yeah, he's back healthy, crushing the baseball like he always does. Like, over the last, what? Yeah, he's been a platoon guy for a long time, but this is a guy that's hit 25 home runs many, many times in his career. Um, Another giant that I want to talk about, actually, is Luis Matos, who got the promotion. 21 years old, got the promotion just a couple weeks ago, has played 10 games now, has a home run, a couple stolen bases. He's hitting 257 with a 366 on base percentage. Um, Matos is an interesting flyer, in my opinion, because he has the speed to pick up a lot of stolen bases. Um, He's also not going to strike out a lot. He struck out in the minor leagues less than 10% of the time so far in the big leagues through 41 plate appearances, a 7.3% strikeout rate. And that's from a 21 year old. So I think he's an interesting flyer for right now. I'm sure that he will cool off at some point, but going forward, Luis Matos is a name that you need to watch because he doesn't strike out. He has some juice in there and a lot of speed. Yeah. Uber, uber talented player. I have another giant, another giant Patrick Bailey catcher and the reason why i like him is not only because he's slashing 316 346 531 with four home runs and less than 100 plate appearances but the thing i like about him is the giants catching situation has not been great they've tried some different guys they've kind of filtered in and out joey bart's finally kind of out of the equation blake sable not a great defensive catcher Patrick Bailey really could just run away with this. And if he keeps playing well, like be their option every single day. And like we mentioned with the other ones in a, in a lineup that's hot catchers just such a difficult position to find production in. Um, I love the idea of just picking up Patrick Bailey, especially if you're dealing with either an injury there or underperformance and just rolling with him and see how long he can keep this up. He's 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 Travis Darnell. He's literally Travis Darnell. Last year, Travis Darnell hit 268 with 18 home runs, a 21% K rate, a 4.5% walk rate, and a 205 ISO. Patrick Bailey this year, 326 average, a 24% K rate, 4% walk rate, a 221 ISO. Like that is very very similar. I'm would imagine the average climbs down a little bit, but he's barreling baseballs like crazy, a 14% barrel rate, a 46% hard hit rate. Man, I, I wasn't paying attention to Patrick Bailey at all. Like I do see his name come up in box board in box scores when I look, but damn, he he's raking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. 
it's really incredible. This Giants team is unbelievable with with the way that they've. I thought they were a pathetic team coming into the year, to be honest, and they're definitely not. So, um, Clay, I want to talk about Ezekiel Tovar, a guy that we had chatted about, you know, coming into this season. Um, over the last week or two, he's uh, moved up into the second hole in this lineup, in this Rockies lineup. And over the last, not month, but since June 1st, is hitting 303, has three bombs and a stolen base to his name. How many times do you think Ezekiel Tovar has walked in 78 plate appearances? Four. Once. Once. Ezekiel Tovar has a 1.3% walk rate over the last 78 plate appearances. He also homered as crazy. on the day that we were recording this on Sunday. He hit a home run as well. He hit one today as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, so add that to the total. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tovar is hitting 303. A 370 BABIP in cores is seems somewhat doable to me if he's sitting second in this lineup now i think there's more run upside um so take a look not saying adam but definitely take a look um 20 again 21 year old starting to get his groove a little bit i think i wish he would just steal more this is a guy that stole 17 bags last year in double a in 66 games like where did the steals go the rockies just don't steal as a team maybe that's something like once he gets more comfortable and on base more like he has been maybe they'll start running him more but a team that cannot generate runs with their offense like just from hitting the baseball as simple as that needs to run a little bit more to try to generate the rockies do not make sense to me runs the rockies really do not make they sense never to have. like they have 29 steals this year. That is lowest in baseball by seven. The next lowest is the Minnesota Twins at 36. It's like my other thing with the, the Colorado Rockies is why would you not just draft every every hitter? Like just go do what the Angels did with in, with their draft drafting all pitchers. I would draft every hitter and just try to make the sickest lineup of all time because there's never been a pitcher that's succeeded in course. I don't think it's possible. I think you could put DeGrom in course and he would still struggle. Yeah, it's so tough. It's just and that's why you see them give out like, oh, you have a under five ERA as a Rocky. We are going to sign you long term because under five ERA at Coors is like, Pretty decent. That's why Kyle Freeland's like somewhat valuable to them. You know, our boy Nolan Jones continues to rake as well. I like, saw him live um, last Tuesday in Cincinnati. I believe he was five for five, home run, multiple doubles, stolen base. Like he was awesome. And four I had him for in my five, starting lineup. Four for five, two doubles, a home run, two runs, two RBIs, and a stolen base. That is a day. In a points league that day, he put up 15 points for me. Oh, and he walked. So he's four for four with yeah. a walk. Jeez, man, that is a ridiculous day. But just glad to see him still raking as well. Um, you want to talk about Michael Garcia, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, over a rare time where we talk about a, a Kansas City Royal. Um, 281, 337, 388 on the year. Two home runs, not that impressive. 11 stolen bases is pretty, pretty good. So this is more of a player for your category leagues where you're looking for stolen bases mm -hmm. on the waiver wire. He's showing that you can find that there. Like it's kind of like the the TJ Friedel thing where it's like he's not going to bring a lot of power, but like he can steal you some bases. And um, you know, he he I think he's eligible at second and shortstop. Is no, that right? right now uh, in Yahoo at least eligible at third and short. 
And with the shortstop position being as bad as it is, I think he's definitely worth an ad. If you're an Anthony Volpe owner and you're very upset with what Anthony Volpe's given to you, I think that Garcia could be a really good replacement for what Volpe is supposed to be giving you in steals and some some runs. But I think Garcia is going to do better down the stretch than Volpe. Tovar or Garcia, if you had to pick one. Oh, um, that's a tough one. I would say Garcia because he's going to steal more. Yeah. If if you're if you're in a points league, I would consider Tovar since he's yeah. playing second in that lineup and obviously has cores to play. But if you're in a categories league, I think Garcia plays better. Yeah. My next guy is a pitcher. I don't think we've talked about a pitcher yet. Kyle Bradish, who went out on Sunday, pitched a gym. Only two of his 14 starts have had four or more more runs allowed. Um, 38% whiff rate on the slider. That's his most used pitch. 30% whiff rate on the curveball, which is just an awesome curveball to watch, too. Um, Both of those pitches, he's held batters under 200. Now, the issue is his fastball has been getting hit. Well, if you look at the past four starts prior to Sunday start, and you see the pitch usage, you see fastball going down and down and down. He's using that pitch less. A pitch that I guess, you know, he just realized, man, I'm not locating it well, or I'm not, you know, if he's getting ahead in counts and doesn't have to use the fastball to try to get back into account. Um, so I love what I've seen from Kyle Bradish. It's a team that is good enough that you can just steal wins with him too. Not every outing is six, seven innings, but he does go six and seven innings at times. Yeah, so Clay, you're right. So this month, he's used slider 36%. Sinker has increased the usage, 22% usage on that now. Curveball is at 18% usage. And then the four-seam usage is down to 17%. Yeah. down from 38% usage earlier in the yeah. season. So they've made a big change with him. Um, the sinker has performed well and probably mixes better with him going slider um, first. So, yeah, I'm interested by Bradish. Tyler Wells is another name that has performed really well. He's owned in a decent amount of leagues, 84% yeah. on um, Yahoo. But... Man, what what Tyler Wells has done this year too is is amazing. He's six eight, and last year, eighteen percent strikeout rate. This year, twenty six percent strikeout rate. Like time out, time out. Did you just list his height? Yeah, he's six eight. <laughs> I know it's just a funny thing to list. When I think it's it's great. Like if I am like this is this women is part love of this guy. This is part of Bailey Ober's intrigue. I think is yeah. him being six eight or six nine. Um, that that extension just like yeah, it feels wasted when a six nine guy doesn't pitch well. Come on, I agree. Like, you know, like, like uh, who's that guy for the Giants who's so tall? Sean Helly or yeah. I Jelly. I don't know how to say it. It's very confusing. Yeah. It's H J E L L E. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh whew, that's a lot. Um I have some streamers, Clay. Okay. But first, let's talk about So Rare for a second because I've added to my squad a little bit over the last week. I bought Tristan Casas. I bought a Tristan Casas card. You can only you can go to So Rare. If you've been playing along in So Rare, um, and you like want to start buying some cards, I think it's best to like buy a couple, get the feel for it. I bought Tristan Casas for like $7, and he has gone nuclear. He went 
He had a home run yesterday, a hit yesterday, um, continues to just rake, and I'm loving all of it. But my team this week in the majors competition, which you can only play using the limited cards, is in 15th out of 117 people in the Just Baseball League. And then overall, we're 1,600 out of 20,000. So pretty good week for me. I have Logan Gilbert, Christian Walker's on the squad, Jesus Sanchez, which is funny to to say. But um, but yeah, if you guys haven't already, go check out So Rare, draft your team. Just get the feel for it at first. And I think after like a month or two of playing it, then start to invest cards. And and it's a really, really enjoyable way to play fantasy sports. But Clay, anyways, let's get to some streamers. It's actually a pretty good streamer slate this week. There's a lot of interesting options like AJ Smith Shavers against Minnesota this week. Um, I didn't pick him as mine, but I thought that was one to look at at least. Uh, who else do we have on here? Andrew Abbott goes up against Baltimore. He's owned in a decent amount of leagues, but I think that's another good option. Gavin Williams, I wanted to talk about. He goes up against Kansas City, and he struggled in his in his debut, but I feel like this is a good spot to buy low off of a bad debut against Oakland and kind of catch this Kansas City Royals off guard. Um, so Gavin Williams is my first pick. The second pick is Brian Wu. Um, who does he go against? Hold on a second here. Bear with me. He's going up against Washington, who has actually yeah. been hitting the ball well, but Wu is pretty dang good. He had a 2.05 ERA in double A before getting called up. And what he's done at the major league level is basically what he did at the minor league level. He's striking out 34% of batters right now, walking just 7% of batters. Yes. He has a 5.09 ERA, and that looks terrible, but he has a 2.46 XERA, a 3.5 FIP, and a 3.00 XFIP. So everything points to Brian Wu continuing to improve and, and, and give some solid outings here. And what I also love to see is that Wu went five and two-thirds against the White Sox, and then last time out went five and a third against the Yankees. So he's starting to get build that pitch count up a little bit, and I would not be surprised to see him go through six innings against Washington. I own both of those players on my team, so we're speaking the same language. I, I do have a late add to the streamers. I'm currently looking up his percent owned, so I can add add that for context. 18.5% owned ESPN. Dane Dunning. Dane Dunning's been good. I think he has like a 2.81 ERA or something like that. But the thing I like here is he's playing Detroit Wednesday at home. I mean, this Detroit team, the offense isn't great. Um, I think that that's a good chance to get a win. Um, and, you know, it, even if he goes few innings, gets you, you know, he's not going to have a ton of strikeouts. He goes six innings or so, five hits, two earned runs or something. Like, get, you know, get get a quality start out of him. And it really just boils down to, I mean, he's going up against Joey Wins, who has a 6-7-2 ERA and has been absolutely awful. So I think that, that that's an easy win to steal. Dude, he is 2023 Cal Quantrill right now. In nine starts, he has a 3.16 ERA. He's four and one in those nine starts. He's striking out, though, just 14% of batters and has a 4.22 FIP in those nine starts. So it's like he's skating by barely, giving up some soft contact. Um so, yeah, I mean, I keep it rolling. He's been a quality start machine as well. So, I don't know. Sometimes the the baseball gods just love you for whatever reason. And 
Sure, why not? Dane Dunning might do it again this week. Well, you got anything else? I think that's it. Nobody else. That's it. Nobody Colby, else. How, how's your team doing? Your main team, the one that you focus the most on. Uh, yeah. So right now, my team. That's this is a twelve team. It's a half dynasty. Basically, you get to keep fourteen players. Um, it's roto, full roto. We're doing all right, Clay. We're in seventh place right now, and we're kind of in a weird. Let me pull up the standings here because we're kind of in a weird spot where the leader is at 145 points. The second place team is at 112. And there's this pocket where there's one, two, three, four, five teams between 105 and 112. And then there's me at 88 right now. And so I'm kind of in my own little island where I'm like above the bottom dwellers, but I'm definitely below that second tier of teams. Um, So we're like, we're just kind of battling through right now. Like Bellinger got hurt. I have O'Neal Cruz waiting. Um, But my team right now, my offense, I'll list it out for you. We have MJ Melendez, a catcher, which is really killing me. I'm just waiting for him to turn around. Uh, Christian Walker at first, Simeon at second, Devers at third, Volpe at short. And I probably should move off of him, but I just don't really have another shortstop option on my roster right now. Uh, Casas, Yoshida, Soler. I picked up Luis Matos recently. I'm still putting Kelenic out there, but I'm reaching the final straw with Kelenic soon. Uh, Machado and then Newbar. Uh, my pitching is what is keeping me going because I have Yuri. I have Mackenzie Gore who have been amazing and on that Senga Kodai Senga is a guy we haven't talked about Clay let's talk about Kodai real quick because he's actually been pitching pretty dang good and kind of under the radar that Mets team is just so bad that I feel like he doesn't get a lot of he doesn't get talked about a lot um but 3.52 ERA from Senga not too bad 1.34 whip though is really bad he's walking 13% of batters which you don't love to see but yeah, going forward, I, I'm I'm like I'm interested. He's another guy on my team, and it's funny because in a points league, he'll put up like 30 points, negative four, 22, negative one. Like it's it's so up and down with him in a points league. But yeah, um, you know, he he's played well. He's kind of one of those players that I, I'm in a 10 person league. So he's in that like 70 here. I'll I'll tell you how much he's owned exactly. 75.9%. So he's like in that fluctuation where it's like do you drop him? He's too good, but is no, he I mean, on your roster, like I'm keeping him. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying those 70% owned players in this type of a league are players. You usually are trying yep. to trade and upgrade from, but sure. Um, quickly on my team, Colby, I do want to brag on myself. I did win this week. I'm in third place. Now going the guy who I played jumping above him in second place now. And I didn't even have a full roster. Muncie Reynolds, Urias, Erod and Scooble are all on my IL. I had to have an active player in my lineup on the IL because I ran out of spots. Still won this week, so I'm pretty fired up. I am very fired up. I only play in three leagues, and so my one of my leagues is a 14 team league that I play with all the guys from my men's baseball league team. And I started the year off not like terrible but i've just kind of been hanging around like 10th place and so i finally built my way back up to 61 65 and 6 as my overall record and i'm like i'm in eighth place now i'm winning 10 to 1 right now 
So I'm about to make a big jump in the standings, huge for me. So we're getting some life back on that team. My other, my third league, I'm in last place. So that's not great, but so it goes. Breaking news. I'm now looking into it. I will, I will be tied for first place after this week concludes. Congratulations to Clay. Hope everybody else's fantasy teams are doing well. Clay, should we announce a little um, mailbag episode too? This will be Let's like the soft it. launch of a little mailbag coming Let's later this week. Okay. Hit us up on Twitter. Colby underscore. You can put Olson questions for the mailbag in the comments here. DM us, tweet at us. We'll put out tweets asking for questions as well. Yep, absolutely. All right, we'll catch you next time. Hope you guys enjoy. Adios.